You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 14th. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. You can follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Oh my goodness, was that a horrible day for your Minnesota Twins? Could almost feel this one coming just this day. You know, you'd hoping they'd bounce back after three straight losses uh, all at home. But this looked so much like last year in a doubleheader against Detroit that I was like almost used to it. I just I, I didn't even have new feelings. It's just that like disgust with the team not showing up. They like I've said it before and sometimes like in early innings of games when they're on the road or whatever, I'll like joke with my dad and I'll say, Hey, they're still at the hotel. They're still sleeping at the hotel. Oh my goodness. They were sleeping all day today. There were very little positives in both these games. Kentamaeda came right out of the gate and struggled with his command. He was battling himself all day. Jose Brios breaks down in the fifth inning with his command and, and what looked to be a really, it was going to be a really nice start and the Twins needed him in game two to do that and he can't get it done. The offense is ice cold, no home runs today, just barely anything at the plate, leaving so many guys on, runners in scoring position, shutting down, you got injuries, you got COVID, so many things going on and moving against the Twins today. So let's start at the top. Before these games even started in, Dalton Simmons tests positive for COVID-19. He gets put on the injured list. That brings JT Riddle up, and he's got to start in the first game at shortstop. And Dalton uh, doesn't sound like anyone else was affected on the team, at least not for now, so that's the good news. Byron Buxton was out of game one lineup, didn't hear anything. He's out of the game two lineup. Now he's got a hamstring thing he's dealing with. We'll see if he's out there on Thursday. Uh, Josh Donaldson, one of the positives gets activated today, and he uh, singled in his first at-bat, walked in his second at-bat, one of the few guys to bring some life today, and I thought he would. But this lineup, for the most part, is uh, is just scuffling at the plate. I thought it was just bad A-B after bad A-B. There was one really, really great at-bat. There were some innings today where they looked decent, but the one great at-bat of the day was Jorge Polanco in the first game when he had that two-run single. Um, that was huge for them and, and put them in a spot where they could come back, but they end up losing 3-2 anyway. Just bad, bad from the offense today. Like, you you can't score uh, three runs in 14 innings and, and expect to win any baseball games, especially against a good, you know, well, Red Sox team that I expect to be hovering around 500 this year. So certainly not a pushover, but I don't think a team that the Twins should be dropping at least three out of four of. Now they got to avoid the four-game sweep tomorrow. It's just, it's a full system failure right now. Like, everything has broken down in these last five games. You've seen the rotation. The Twins' aces both lose today. You see the bullpen with Tyler Duffy giving up hits and Alex Colome giving up big hits and blowing leads. And, and then you see the offense scuffling. You see them getting hurt. It's full system failure. The good news is I don't think it could get much worse. You know, I don't think the Twins can go any lower than this. Now, they got a lot more games left to disappoint us, but... Uh, this is this is certainly a stretch that I didn't see coming after the five and two start where they were so fun to watch and so electric and the offense is great and the starting pitching's magnificent. Now they they lose five straight and they're five and seven and this is the second longest losing streak of the Rocco Baldelli era according to Patrick Royce. He tweeted out which I think is interesting because it feels a lot like that six game losing streak last August when the Twins dropped six in a row. 
and you just felt like they were never going to get back then they won their next 10 out of 12 and ended up winning the american league central so you can hang your hat on that as well i think rocco's style a lot of people are upset with rocco baldelli right now and i guess i can understand it i don't think it's rocco's fault that the offense isn't hitting i don't think it's rocco's fault that guys hamstrings are tightening up i don't think it's rocco's fault that the bullpen's not making pitches i i've ripped on him for decisions that he's made that i disagree with but at a certain point your players got to play and you can't just blame the manager for everything that goes wrong in a game the the guys your boppers they need to hit your lineup needs to produce they need to hit with runners in scoring position Rocco's not up there with the Batman like he he was a good major league player but he's not up there the guys got to go up there and put together good productive at-bats like they were doing the first seven games of the season you know that's that's how recent it was where this thing just kind of fell off a cliff very quickly and all of a sudden they just look inept and they look like they can't hit and they look like they can't pitch and they look like they can't relieve it just nothing looks good for them right now and like you look forward and they got boston they got to go to anaheim and play an angels team that's really looked good thus far but i still think over the long haul i don't think like when i see this twins team i'm not thinking that they're going to be some 500 team all year i think they're going to be solidly above 500 it's just you're giving away these opportunities early on you have 12 games out of 162 they got 150 games left it's a long season i think people forget that i think we're still trying to adjust from going to from 60 to 162 and we're kind of reacting as if it's the 60 game season again and that doesn't you know that doesn't dismiss the horrible play that we've seen from them. They've been they've been bad now for five games, basically. Blowing that 6 nothing lead to Seattle was embarrassing. Today was embarrassing. I feel bad for the people who are at both those games sitting out in the cold today and, and watching that just abysmal performance. I think it will help the Twins to get out of Minnesota tomorrow and get back into the warmth of Anaheim. I'm not giving them a pass for not hitting the ball in the cold because the Red Sox have come and beat them in three games straight in the cold. But um, maybe it'll help their offense to get to Anaheim, get to California, and, and get in the warm a little bit. It's just been disappointing. It's been uh, embarrassing, and it's just uh, it's a bad stretch for the Twins. So how can they bust out of it? Let's talk about that after this word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar has 12 original flavors, but they've added six new flavors as well, and these improved Built Bars are even deliciouser. Plus, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. The Peanut Butter Bar, only 5 grams of net carbs for a type 1 diabetic like me. That is huge. Plus, right now, Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch, so listen closely. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you also get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. My favorite flavors include the coconut almond, the peanut butter, the banana bread. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. It's so easy when a team's struggling, and and even when a team's doing well, to think that it's never going to change, right? When the Twins get off to this 5-2 start, it just feels like they're going to win and win and win and win. Nothing's ever going to go wrong. When a team has everything going wrong, it feels like nothing's ever going to go right. And that's the kind of spot that the Twins are in and and the fans are in right now. You just get into this rut where you feel like nothing's ever going to go your way. You're never going to get that that dunk in the outfield. You're never going to hit that big home run. You're never going to get that big hit. And it's just not true. The, the season is too long. This team is too good. 
and it's too much of a well-oiled machine for this to last too long you know they're going to have periods like this in the season it sucks that it's right now it sucks that they lose a series to the seattle mariners and then now lose another series to the red sox two teams who they're clearly better than i think and it's hard to say that right now because they're playing way down to the level of these teams especially seattle but i think uh this can't last you know this this can't last and another silver lining here is the new york yankees are five and seven i don't think anyone expects them to miss the playoffs this year or not win the al east uh, the Chicago White Sox are playing Cleveland right now. They're in danger of falling to five and seven. Some of the AL teams are struggling. Houston just threw four guys, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, all on the injured list with COVID. They're going to have their own problems. Like the, the American League, the Blue Bloods, per se, of the American League are not playing well. And that kind of benefits the Twins. Again, it's not a pass to, to how they've played. They've looked uh, they've looked really bad, and this would have been a good opportunity to kind of jump out to a lead in the American League. And it's funny, and we have to remember, I'm talking with Brandon Warren on Friday. Last Friday, it's not even, this is five days ago. I'm talking to Brandon Warren about how we think the, the Twins are the best team in the American League, that they can win the American League. Now we're sitting here. Twins Twitter is just a blaze. People think this team's not going to compete, and it's just like, and I fall into it too. I'm not saying I'm exempt from those feelings. I feel the same way. It's hard not to fall into that when your team's struggling. But you do have to have that perspective. You do have to think it's easy to see them going out there tomorrow, beating Garrett Richards, who can't throw strikes, with Michael Pineda, who gives them a chance to win every time he's on the mound. Easy to see them going out and winning tomorrow. It's easy to see them beating Andrew Heaney on Friday in Los Angeles. Um, I think that'll be Dobnak's start because Haps or Shoemakers go on Saturday and Happer on Sunday, I believe. It's easy to see them winning this series. It's Jose Quintana Saturday, Alex Cobb on Sunday, or um, Jose Quintana Saturday, Heaney Friday, Cobb on Sunday, I believe is what the what the rotation is there. It's easy to see them going and winning two out of three in Anaheim too, you know, and then they go to Oakland to play an athletics team that's that's struggled playing a little bit better now, but a team again, I think the Twins are better than. So it's easy to see that. You get Josh Donaldson back now. He looks good running the bags today. He goes from first to third, scores on a sack fly from Kyle Garlic. You get that big bat back in your lineup. Cruz is in there. He's not feeling well today, but played in both games. You know, Buxton, it seems like it's just minor, so he'll probably be back in the lineup, if not tomorrow, the next day. So it's it's not hard to see how this team can bounce back quickly. They have a rotation that's deep. You know, they can get solid innings. Like I said, Big Mike's going to give them a chance to win. I think Shoemaker got hung out to dry a little bit, and Happer is wait and see with him what he's going to give the Twins. But I think they're hoping just league average production and their offense can take over in some of those games. But it's not hard to see how they would bounce back quickly from this and and quickly get back above 500. Like they could easily win three in a row, beat Richards, beat Heaney, beat Quintana. Quintana's got like a 16 ERA this year. Heaney's no good. He had a good start last time out, but I don't think he's any good. It's easy to see them going out there and doing that. They just got to go do it. And this was kind of Rocco's thing last year when they lost six in a row. He's like, it doesn't have to be this way. You guys can go out there and win tomorrow. I think I would take the Twins against uh, 85 to 90% of teams in baseball on any given day. I think that's how confident I am in this roster and in this team to produce. They're just not playing well right now. They're sleepwalking, and they're not getting up for these games. And, you know, you can go different places with this blame. You can blame the scrubs in the lineup right now. Miguel Sano, Mitch Garver, Ryan Jeffers, none of those guys are hitting. Jorge Polanco had probably the best day today. I would say he was the Twins MVP today. Uh, Not a great honor on a day like today, but I thought he played the best, basically, at the plate. Um, You know, you can blame Rocco for for being too passive and, and not getting the team up and ready to play. And my counter to that would be, 
because Rocco does that, they don't fall into these ruts very often. And he, this is his third year as manager. They have a five-game losing streak, which is common in baseball, even for good teams. It's the second longest streak. His longest losing streak as a manager is six games. Like his approach to cool, calm, collected, day-by-day, long haul, 162-game season, and not just Rocco, but the front office as well, and, and how they uh, you know manufacture this lineup and how they build this team it's benefited them over the last two plus years, at least in the regular season, you know, we're, we're waiting to see that postseason success. And I think that's where some of this frustration comes to. Um, you want to see the twins get up and, and be hungry. You know, they don't look hungry right now, but they looked hungry with Byron Buxton, just tearing the cover off the ball early on and Barrios just so locked in. They looked locked in too. And it's easy to see them getting back there. At least it is for me. And I know both, you can see both sides. It's, it's hard to see, because they're playing so poorly. I think it's easy to see because this is a good baseball team with a not terrible schedule coming up. But you just have to look at that side of the coin. You know, and they could go out there tomorrow and lay another egg against Garrett Richards. And, and I'm talking with Gabrielle tomorrow night of Lockdown Red Sox, a series recap. And I'm talking about a four-game sweep at the hands of the Red Sox. And they lose their sixth in a row. And they look bad again. And, you know, they go into Los Angeles and they struggle. But they don't have to. And... I don't think that they will. I think that this is a team that's resilient. I think this is a team full of veterans that have been through stretches like this. I think this is a team that understands that it's a long season, that they still feel like they're the best team in the American League Central and one of the best in the American League. Um, I, I, I believe that they believe it, and they just have to go show it uh, over these next handful of games and, and just pull themselves out of this rut. Let's talk more about the games today when we come back. Uh, my assessment of the offense, which isn't good, after this word from betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports needs. You know, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. There are real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Again, use promo code Locked On. Yeah, and football is over, but listen, March Madness is one of the best times of the year to play and to bet and betonline.ag has a really easy to use platform it's easy to navigate and you can bet on futures for major league baseball too if you think the twins are going to win the, the central if you think the twins are going to win the world series you can bet on both those things if you think josh donaldson's going to win mvp you can bet on that too use promo code locked on at betonline.ag so i mentioned kenta maeda starts in the in the first game for the twins He's battled his command all three starts this year, and he's gotten lucky. You know, he he made an errant throw today to third base. Really ugly, like circus show, bad news bears level play where the Twins were down 3-0 in the first inning, and, and it was you felt like the game was over. It was amazing they only held him to three runs for the game at that point because uh, it felt like the Red Sox were going to get up 6-7-0 in that first inning, but Kenta kind of got out of it, squirmed his way out of it. But he wasn't sharp. Like, that's not the Kenta we're used to seeing. It hasn't been the Kenta we're used to seeing for the first three games. But as I've said before, his stuff is so good that he can kind of work through those command issues. Um, and today he certainly had those command issues, and he had more trouble working through it against a good Boston lineup compared to a Seattle lineup or a Milwaukee lineup. It's harder to do that, to just kind of hide behind your stuff. He needs to have that command too, and that's when we've seen Kenta just dominate but he he wasn't good today uh, Barrios in the second start same thing you know he started out really sharp actually and looked solid and then 
you've seen from Barrio sometimes inconsistency with runners on base too. It seems like he, he gets in his own head sometimes. He gets in the stretch and he just loses it. And that's exactly what happened today. Four pitch watch walk to Frankie Cordero with the bases loaded, walks in a run with a one nothing lead. Unacceptable. You just can't do that. You know, you as a veteran pitcher and a guy who is relied on, you you can't do that to the ninth hitter in the line. I think Frankie Cordero is hitting ninth today. It's just not something you can do and expect to win many ball games. Tyler Duffy comes in. He's one pitch from getting out of that inning with a 1-1 tie, and, and Verdugo rips one to right. Uh, disappointing. Couldn't make that pitch. It's, it's been that the Twins can't make the pitches. They're not making the plays. You know, They're not getting it their way these last five games. You're seeing that, and you saw it with Colomay's pitch to Kyle Seager that went for a three-run homer. You saw it with Colomay's pitch to Seager that went for a single up the middle. You know, you saw it with Shoemaker's pitch to Seeger that went for a three-run homer, and you're seeing it now in this series, too. They're just not getting that big hit, and they're not making that pitch. Duffy didn't make that pitch. You know, he threw a curveball down and into Verdugo and tried to get him to chase. It was a good take by him. But, again, this is a good lineup. You know, this is this is not a lineup that you're going to fool a whole lot. Verdugo, Devers, Martinez, Bogarts, it's a good lineup. Um, the the more disappointing thing is that they're they're going against pitchers, and I know the Red Sox pitched their one and two today in Uvalde and Eduardo Rodriguez, but their one and two is is not as good as a lot of teams one and two. Uvalde throws hard, but low spin rate. He's never been able to put up like the strikeout numbers you'd expect from a guy who throws 97-98. Eduardo Rodriguez is coming back from myocarditis just a couple weeks ago. He had dead arm. You know, you want the Twins to be able to jump on pitchers like this. They should be able to jump on pitchers like this at home in a doubleheader in a seven-game or a seven-inning game, which I don't like. By the way, I'm not crazy about that. I talked about that with uh, Matt Brown last night. Go listen to that episode. But you just hope the Twins can get up. You know, they just they just got to get up. Their offense needs to get going, and I think it will help. Like I think moving forward with the righty on the mound tomorrow, I hope Donaldson's going to play. But moving forward, you got to rise Donaldson, Cruz, Buxton if his hamstring's feeling good tomorrow. Then you go Kepler. You know you got Garver down there. You can move Sano down the lineup a little bit. He's still struggling. He ripped a, a double basically down the line that just curled foul. It was so close to being a double to tie the game today. And that was it's just again one of those things. They're not getting that bounce, and they're also not making the play. You know, it's not just that they're not getting the bounces; they're also not making plays either. And when they do make plays, they're not getting the bounce. If that makes sense. But, uh, you know, you feel a lot better about this lineup when Donaldson gets slotted back in. How long he'll be out there, who knows? You know, it feels every time you, you hold your breath, every time that he's out there, every time he's out running, you know, you, you're watching his face, you're making sure he's okay. Um, but he'll provide a spark. I know he will. And now you have, if Buxton's hammy's good, it sounds like it's precautionary. You have Buck, you have Cruz, and you have Donaldson as perhaps the best trio of right-handed bats probably close with you know judge stanton and torres in new york like i think those three if buxton is and he is you know like he's now a prolific power hitter and nelson cruz and josh donaldson's healthy that is a heck of a trio i think max kepler to split them up Luis arise to split them up there's no way that that lineup struggles there's just no way if that lineup's healthy and ready to go, there's there's no way. And then you add Garver down the bottom of the lineup, Sano down the bottom of the lineup, Polanco, who seems like he's swinging the bat a little bit better. There's just no way that can't at least be a league average offense, even if you do get nothing from Sano, even if you do get nothing from Garver, you need to get something from them. But even if you don't, I still think that that would be a league average offense just because the upside of that top half is so massive. 
and I think he adds a lot, Donaldson. I think he he lengthens the lineup. He adds that professional approach. I think he's going to get on base a ton. He's going to draw walks. You saw it today. Um, I think he's going to help this lineup. I think he'll help the defense too. Luis Arise is pretty good at third base, but uh, I've said it before. He's not Josh Donaldson over there, and now he kind of allows you to get Arise into a role where Polanco can move to short and, and Arise can play second while Andrelton Simmons is out. Let's talk about that a little bit. Andrelton Simmons on the, uh, I think it's the 10-day COVID IL test positive for COVID-19. That's a knock. I mean, certainly we've seen the value that he's had, not only to the defense, but to the offense. The Twins can get by without him. It's not like, um, you know, Nelson Cruz. And I'm saying this knowing that Andrelton Simmons has like very mild symptoms, it sounds like, which is good. I wouldn't say that if that wasn't the case. Wish the best for him. But this is not like the Twins losing Nelson Cruz to the 10-day COVID IL or Donaldson to the 10-day IL or Buxton. You know, it's it's different because Simmons is not relied upon. He's hitting 7th, 8th, ninth, But he is. He, he certainly makes the team better. So you want to see him back as soon as possible. Uh, but again, with Donaldson back at third, it allows you to, to move a rise to second. Polanco at short. You can keep JT Riddle off the field as much as possible. I have respect for the defense, I think. But the bat just uh, is not one that I want in the Twins lineup kind of gives you that flexibility then for a rise to to assume his second base spot like he did today in the second game and then you have polo at short and Sano at first so it's big to get donaldson back especially with simmons going down you just kind of strengthen up the left side of that infield too because uh, donaldson will help polanco over there defensively while he's filling in for simmons and then you know they they need buxton back as soon as possible certainly he's just such a cog in this lineup and such a spark plug i think if he plays today the game's different i think the first game certainly is different you saw guys coming up in big spots shake cave you know alex kirloff god didn't even mention alex kirloff gets pulled up as the 27th man today overshadowed by all the struggles of the twins but kirloff yes gets pulled up uh, starts in the first game pinch hits in the second game had a nice diving catch it'll be interesting to see what the twins do with him moving forward but I think they're going to start to ease him into an everyday role in left field just in the next couple of weeks. He had so many balls hit to him today. It was like it was like laughable how many balls he had hit to him today. Um, looked fine at the plate. You know, he's still kind of getting his feet under him against major league pitching. I think in the next couple of weeks or in the next month, you're going to see him start to get factored in. But I do expect him to get sent back down to the alternate site because they don't want to mess with the service time. Um, as much as that bothers you, it's just the, the truth of the matter. I think uh, that the service time is a consideration. Thanks for listening today. Sorry about the Twins' uh, five-game losing streak. Uh, good news in it is it can't get much worse other than like a 15-game losing streak, but won't wish that into existence. Twins, got to get off the schneid. Big Mike Wednesday. We'll have a episode after that with Gabrielle of Lockdown Red Sox. That should be fun. Hopefully, we're not talking about a sweep. We're talking about a Twins win in the fourth game, and then we'll preview uh, that Angels series, and I can't wait on Friday. That'll be fun, too. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at LockedOnTwins.